Hey everybody, I'm Les Carlson. This is Frontline Records Rewind, and today I'm sitting here on the couch with the members of Twelfth Tribe. What's up, y'all? That's up? right, everybody say hi. What's up? What's, What's up? up? How you guys doing? Yeah, Frontline Records Rewind, the founding father, the first original di- guy, still here, David yeah, Portillo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, Frontline Records Rewind, Chewy, get it to us. Rewind. Rewind. Here we go. <laughs> One day at a time, I sit and wait and beg for my dime. People walking by me every day. Some spit and kick me, that's a price I must pay. My child plays in trash, hunger and sick, body full of rash. My tears fall, they have no one to catch them. Besides, hunger being lonely is my problem. People care, but there's just not enough. Still, I sit and rattle my cup. Remember the days I played in my backyard. Now my home is an alley on Hollywood Boulevard. The young in this town just give themselves up. I wish I could say something, cheer them up. But look at me, I'm homeless, just another bag. But I live, I survive. Sometimes I think, should I give up? Should I die? Is suicide the answer? Then I see those people who talk like those pastors. Jesus is this, Jesus is that. If so, where? Where's he at? He's wherever you go, they say. If he's my king, why do they push me away? If he's by my side, then why can't I hide? They say he loves me, to meet him on Hollywood and Cherokee. I smile and accept, but never go. So afraid to leave my home. I look at my boy, who carries his father's face. That's all I have, we sleep and embrace. Soon ran dry, and my son began to cry. It's been so long since I've been home. It's been seven years, and they've taken their toll. But I will win. I refuse to let anyone I in. I am the wall, and I'm my own. I stand tall. I've been hurt by the people I most love. Now I'm left with just my son. I will push and shove. I will not love. I will do what I have to do to live. I will fight. I refuse to be captive. Night brings so much pain. Thoughts. They add more stains, this precious soul that has done nothing My son, he's outstanding God, if you're there, protect my child from the streets and the wild I will not accept you, but pray my son makes it through And I'll continue to beg for my dime And I'll make it one day at a time Hey, we're rolling, guys. This is it, okay? We're on the couch. We're at the couch of uh, right here in Frontline Record Studios. No, not really. Kind of. Where are we? We've created our own studio right right. here. That's right. In Mom and Dad's living room. That's right. Awesome. That's right. Speaking of which, uh, your father at one point was your manager? Yes, yes. He, um, well, it's kind of 
let me go back to the the, the beginning. That's of, a good place. Let me to go back start. to the beginning. It was um, it's in 1985, and uh, born and raised in church. My father was a pastor. Um, very strict, very to the T about um, just uh, trying to raise uh, you know me and my sister in, in a good godly Christian home. And um, at the time, rap music just kind of started coming on the scene. And uh, me and my partner, guy I grew up with, went to church with, um, we were just kind of dabbling. We're in a breakdancing crew, you know, just was really into the whole B-boy image. And uh, we had thought at the time how cool it would be to do some gospel music with that. At the time, really didn't hear anybody doing that, at least here on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you had early guys doing it like Stephen Wiley and Michael Peace. These are kind of like the founding, founding fathers of, of Christian rap. But we always thought, how cool would it be to give our interpretation, our version of um, Christian rap? Mm -hmm. So I'll never forget, you know, it was, it was summertime. Um, we asked my dad if we can have a meeting with him. We talked to him and we, we just told him our, our heart, you know, where we were coming from. And uh, just like a, a father slash pastor, he just shot it down. Just said, you know what, um, that has no place in the church. Um, and pretty much just said that, you know, end of story. So um, we were disappointed, you know, but we knew, you know, kind of like where my dad was coming from. And um, I don't think it would have stopped us, you know, just being kids and kids being kids. But um, I would say probably less than a week later, um, I'll never forget, my dad called me and my partner in and said, hey, you know what, tell me more about this rap music because I just got done jogging. And um, God spoke to me vividly saying that, you know what, you need to support your son and his friend and uh, get behind this because this is going to change. This is going to revolutionize um, today's generation. Mm. So when that happened, um, it, was, um, it was amazing because, I, you know, at the time we would do these park rallies with, with our church. And it was over, we were in, we were in Pacoima and Paxton Park. And, um, you know, you would get a couple bands together and testimonies and you give out food to the to the people in the park and so we get up there and we're the not the headliner but we go on last and we asked the band if they could just play a beat so me and my partner we had wrote some rhymes and we got up there and i'll never forget just being so scared i had glasses on i didn't even open my eyes with the glasses on i was so scared <laughs> you know just standing stiff so i'll never forget we were doing we did our our, our song and probably about 15 feet on the side of us was the fence where the pool was. And as soon as we were done, I kind of looked to the right, and there had to be about two, 300 kids outside clinging to the fence watching this. And as a kid, you don't really catch what was really going on, but I remember my dad telling me after that, he goes, you know what? I'm in. Uh -huh. Whatever you guys want to do, because he saw you know, how this could you know, reach the youth. Yes. You know, it's the youth going after the youth. Yeah. And it wasn't probably till about maybe three, four years after that, we finally were able to get into the church because the church wouldn't have us. Mm. You know, we tried, you know, rap in the church, really? Um, one, of my, one of my dad's um, good friends growing up in the ministry allowed us to come out on a Wednesday night and uh, in the church. And I'll never forget, man, these, this pastor was sweating bullets. Like, wow, you know, what are they going to say? You know, are they going to be, you know, is the etiquette going to be right? Are they not going to, you know, go over the, the edge? And the kids, you know, the, the kids were, was where it was, where, what it was about. Because, you know, every time we would get out there, you know, God would just move. Mm -hmm. You know, God, God had, was doing things that we never 
imagine was going to happen. And, um, you know, having my dad as my manager is why I'm here today because it was the foundation that was built from the jump. Um, you know, rap today and, and, you know, music today and a lot of kids today and just a lot of groups in general, they don't have that foundation or that accountability. Mm -hmm. And having that from the, from the jump, having someone really, really back what you do really, I think is what molded is what shaped the ministry of the 12th tribe. Yeah. So yeah, it's, um, it's amazing. And, uh, it's obvious that God spoke to your father. Yes. Yes. And he listened. Yeah. And, uh, uh, foundationally. Yeah. It, it, it was God's plan. That's right. And, that's uh, right. That's right. And look what, look what he's done with it. Exactly. I See Things was, was a song we wrote, um, kind of taking it to the, the neighborhood. Um, in hip hop, you're going to write about what you see on the streets. And um, that's where we were founded. We were founded on the streets, in the parks, um, doing rallies. And um, I See Things talks about that, just talking about what you see out there, what's raw. You know, a lot of times uh, the church don't want to talk about it. You know, they don't want to talk about the things that are happening on the streets, the drug user, the prostitute, um, the pimp, the players out there. And um, that's what we talked about, you know, mm -hmm. through parables on how we wrote at that time. That's how we saw it. Mm -hmm. And um, it was a powerful song. It was powerful. I remember we made the beat. Um, we took, um, at the time, Madonna's Justify My Love had just hit the radio. And I remember she was getting banned from MTV and um, just because of, you know, her sexual explicitness and what she was doing. So we took a part of that beat and sampled it underneath it. And uh, I remember we got flack for it. A lot of people were like, how could you do that? I'm like, this is hip hop, homie. This is what we do. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we, we here to do big things. We here to, you know, you know, touch a chord. And if you don't like it, don't listen. Yeah. yeah. But that, at the time, that's how we were, you know, but. And that's how to, you see things. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's how I see things. Awesome. Change your words, go with the trend But I refuse to be a part of self-image speech It won't save me, God is what I teach I give you information of what he can do I'm a testament from head to the soles of my shoes I am up here, only because of Christ I was chosen for this mission because I gave him my life We're living in a nation under God We want each war for him, it's not a fraud Peace has been sought through guns and death But the peace I've got is through God This is somewhat of a roundabout
and it's an ugly sight. It's no longer fist, but guns held tight. It's no matter who wins, but who dies first. It's vengeance and blood. They thirst. I cannot understand God. Why is it this way? God says trust in me and pray. What gang banging gonna get you? This is somewhat of a rhyme about how I think, what I say, and how I see things. Now, a lot of people don't want to see things. Exactly. They don't want to look. They want to turn they around just and think not see it, If I don't look at it, That's it's right. all good. But you guys, you That's bring right. it to their face. That's right. You know, it, um, you know when, when, you're, when you're a ministry that came from the streets, it's, you know, at times it's difficult to go back to the church. And what I mean by that is, you know, I even talk about today you know, with, with what we're doing today. There's times when we go into the church and it kind of seems foreign to us because we do so much outreach. You know, we, we feel comfortable on the pavement, on mm-hmm. the blacktop, yeah. you know, out there on the street corner, you know, because our, our music is for the whosoever. Yeah, it sounds like Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. I always, I always said, I think if Jesus came back today through man, he'd be a rapper. 
Right <laughs> on. He'd be a rapper. I, he'd be an MC. Would he, would, he, would he shave his head, maybe? No, no. Oh, no, he, he, no, no. He, he could. I mean, he could, he could tattoo it. I'm just saying. I, 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 I think he'd be a rapper and a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. You know, and you know what? That's truth because yeah. he—that's how much in love with you guys he is. That's yeah. you know, no matter where you are, he's he's in love with us. He's that's crazy right. about us. That's right. You know, there, there's so many stories. I mean, I, I'm just gonna you know brush on a couple of them. And um, it was in it was in 1987. Um, we had actually expanded the crew. You know, went to high was in high school. A um, couple other guys that we knew um, joined the crew. So there's about five of us at the time. Wednesday night. So now we're starting to do churches. Where the church is starting to kind of accept it. Mm-hmm. But it was always youth group. We never on a Sunday morning. It was never, um, you know, featuring the 12 tribe. It was always just go up there and do a song. Mm-hmm. So we show up, and it was one of our first true concerts where, hey, youth group is having us come in. We're doing the whole youth group. So we're excited. We're, you know, we're pumped. So we, we, it was in Torrance. I'll never forget this. We get to Torrance, and um, we show up, and there's probably people in the average age of 65 and over. And they're coming in, and they're walking in. And, and me and my guys are watching this, and I'm, I'm looking, and my eyes are like, what's going on? So my, and I, I watched my dad go talk to the, the pastor, and you know, I could kind of see you know, they're, they're talking about it. So my dad calls us over to the back and says, hey, you know what? Um, the youth pastor said they passed out flyers. Um, they promoted this, and um, these are the people who showed up. You know, and gave us gave us the option to you don't have to do this, you know, because it didn't seem like it was the right crowd to do it for. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, being the the young arrogant punk kids that we were, we were like, no, nah, we're gonna do it no matter what, you know. So, um, I, I think that I think that's rap. Hip hop is like you get a chance, give me that mic, I'm ready yeah, to go. Yeah, absolutely, you know, you're there to prove yourself. So, we did it, and um, it was amazing because I, I remember there's about 150 people there. And um, afterwards, you know, and, well, and let me back up. In between that, we're watching these people and they're really, you know, they're into it. And they're clapping their hands and we're just kind of looking at my guys and we're like, hey, let's just go for it. Let's just go for it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So afterwards, you know, they had food for us and they called us upstairs. And um, all these people were all retired pastors and evangelists that travel together once mm-hmm. a year and they end up at different parts of different churches and they just so happen to be at this church. So all these evangelists and ex-pastors are praying for us and giving us a word saying, God is going to use you guys. Awesome. You know, don't ever turn back. You know, this is going to be a powerful ministry. Awesome. Don't let God, you know, or don't let, let man tell you what God mm-hmm. can't do. Mm-hmm. And it was like from that point on, it was like we were unstoppable. Nothing was yeah. going to stop us. You know, we uh, we knew, you know, having my dad back us, having ex-evangelists and, and pastors back us, um, it was amazing. Because remember at that time, still, we were never to be in the church. We weren't able to go in, in, into the church because it was like it was taboo. You know, rap music was so new at the time, period, let alone Christian. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was like Christian rap. What is that? You know, so, you know, I, I was talking, I was telling Adele earlier, you know, it was almost like it was a novelty, like you know, you'd have kids just kind of, and people just waiting, what are they saying? You know, what are they going to do? I, I don't understand it, but when we get out there and do it and the Holy Spirit would get involved and God would take over and lives would be changed, people got it. Mm-hmm. You know, for so many years we would hear, I don't like rap music, but I like what you do. 
You know, I don't get rap music, but I get what you do. Yeah. And it was always because God always had his hand over what we were doing. Yeah. And that's why we're still here today because of that. Yeah. Because the devil doesn't hide in the beat. That's right. I mean, you know, that's I right. mean, really, he really yeah, doesn't. Right. It's the spirit of the music. That's right. It's the spirit of what you're rapping about. That's right. And, that's right. Uh, yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, it sure is. When we wrote Peace of Soul, it was, um, it was right during De- Desert Storm. And um, we, we took a lot of um, video clips from um, CNN um, and um, just put all like those war clips mm-hmm. in front of them. And um, I think the, the, the greatest thing that came out of it was we used to get a lot of fan mail from um, ex-GIs, you know, uh, uh-huh. guys in the war that had just came back um, that would just, that they heard the song and they appreciated what we were talking about. And um, just talking about, you know, just peace of soul, just having peace with yourself and in your soul, but giving peace worldwide. Kind of like, we were, we were never a political rap group, but I guess if you want to say that was kind of a political song, we did it, and it was awesome, you know, and I'm glad we did it for that reason. So, peace of soul. Well, one thing did not change today. Anti-war demonstrations continued in widely scattered sections order. of the country, including several that happened here in the West. Heated, heated arguments by exactly others who supported the It is exactly what Saddam Hussein wants. In order to provoke an attack on himself, that he could then gain against those out of hand, which is a saying that they were side with the enemy of Israel, regardless of who started to come Saddam Hussein. Desert storm. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. War is never cheap or easy. U.S. and coalition desert military forces act of aggression against Israel in the peace. New world order. God is with us, he said. The will of Satan and evil in the White House will be defeated. Victory will be with us with the help of God. I come in peace, 
I hold the question too When will the gun cease? Gangs is the same A stone is your only fame Very far from a game Peace comes from the Lord And to obtain it It's when two or three are in accord Harmony Let the Lord move steadily Straighten your narrow blindness Cause the blindness to flee Enter a realm of peace You don't understand Peace of soul, my friend music you hear on Frontline Rewind episodes is available on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and our own website, frontlinerecords.us. All right, that was Peace of Soul by 12th Tribe. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I actually like that one. So do I. (laughs) The idea of a a soldier in combat Mm -hmm. that's listening, you know, they're listening to your music, that's just amazing. Yeah. I, I know that I'd heard that about some blood good stuff, and to mm-hmm. to think that we actually were uh, there to, you know, and you were there yeah. mm-hmm. for these soldiers, yep. and they're they're in a place that's far from home. Oh yeah, they're in a battle situation or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and and your music has touched their hearts. Yeah, and, and yeah. given them peace that they need. Yeah. It, it was it's it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, I I mean when when we wrote the song, um, I remember what we were talking about at the very beginning of it. You know how. The Bible talks about obeying the laws of the land. And in today's laws of the land, that's what we were trying to kind of like incorporate what the Bible was saying and in today's standards. And I, I think doing that, it kind of showed not just the political side, but just also the godly side of how we live. You know, yeah. not just on the fact of, you know, we're, we're doing this for God, but, you know, we're here to obey the laws of the land mm-hmm. and try to do what we're here to be called to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, from that point, what, what, what took place then? Dad's managing the group? Dad, dad, my dad was so, a manager, and we, um, you know, things started picking up. We started doing a lot of youth groups. Um, we did a, um, I'll never forget, we went up to, uh, we did a Foursquare camp 
you know, my dad was a Foursquare pastor, so we go to Foursquare, you know, summer camp every year. So we show up, and um, had to be about a thousand kids. And my partner at the time um, was went to church with us, and our other partners went to church on the way, mm-hmm. um, and here in Van Nuys, Jack Hayford's. Jack Hayford's church. So we all were at the same um, summer camp. So they asked us to go up and do a song in front of all these kids. So we got up there and it was like, yeah, this is our element, finally, you know? So the kids went bananas, the people were going crazy. And um, I'll never forget a youth pastor um, from Chatsworth, his name was Jerry Marino. Um, He comes and says, I gotta get you at my church. Come to my church, how can I get you? So, you know, gave him my number and and a couple weeks later, we're doing an event at his church. So after that event, I'll I'll never forget this, this, this lady came up to us and said, hey, you know what? Um, my husband is moving out from New York and he does music and he's interested in wanting to do gospel music and I think you guys would work well together. Mm. So, got his number. Um, well, long story short, he moved out here and uh, he got in contact with us and he was a producer, Scott Blackwell. Uh, and um, hmm. I'll never forget, we're doing, vi- we're, we're in, the whole plan was we're going to do a five song demo and once we get the five song demo, we're going to shop it to all the labels, you know, and that was, that was the plan. You always have to have a plan. The mission was make a demo, get a record deal, you know, cause back then record deal was what it was all about, mm-hmm. you know, um, that was the goal. So we're doing, um, three songs. The first song into it, I remember Scott stopping the, the real, the real say, Hey, you know what? This is bigger than a demo. Forget, let's take the title demo off. Let's just do songs okay. because I understand what you guys are doing. I, I want to be a part of this. This is chemistry that's happening here. So we just started doing songs. So three songs in, Sunday night, we're listening to KYMS. Uh, it was a station here in LA. And uh, Roger Martinez from Vengeance Rising was on the radio and he was talking about you know how to get your demo submitted and how to get a record deal. And he represented Frontline Records. And um, so the next day, um, Scott gets in touch with the guys at Frontline. And Michael Black, who was the A&R director of Frontline, knew who Scott Blackwell was in the world. So it was kind of like a match. Like, yeah. I want to meet you. You want to meet me. Hey, let's make this happen. So about two days later, um, he comes and meets Scott and wants to see what Scott's doing. And, you know, because, you know, Scott was pretty well known in New York. And... Um, we show up about a week later. I'll never forget this. It's, uh, it's Michael Black, Scott Blackwell, uh, Mike McLean, and Brian Tong. And they're sitting in his, in his studio. And we show up about an hour after, you know, Scott says, hey, come up. You know, I'm in a meeting. Come a little bit later for our session. And um, we walk in. And I'll never forget Michael Black looking at, looking at us and go, hey, who are you guys? What do you guys do? So Scott's like, oh, these are the guys I'm working on some songs with. So he plays the he plays the you know the sixteen the sixteen track and um, about a month later we're signing contracts awesome you know and that's pretty much how we got signed to Frontline Records was because of just the you know just uh, you know you always want to say you know right place right time you mm-hmm. know but God's timing is impeccable yeah you know he he knew where we were at what we wanted to do you know that was our dream and here I am twenty years old signing a contract my first record deal and um, it was amazing. It was amazing. You know, you could always say, you know, artists, you know, they talk about the bad and this is what happened. I, I have nothing bad to say about Frontline. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if it wasn't for Frontline, we wouldn't be known in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, and bottom line, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. That you know, we have a name that's cemented, and no one's going to change that. Yeah. And no one's going to change that. When we wrote God Rules, the hook is reminiscent to Undercover's God Rules. Remember the old punk band back in the eighties, yeah. Undercover. Did they have an album called yep, God, they sure God did. Rules? They sure did. Yeah. I grew up when I was 12 years old with the youth. Well, no, the 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 president of our youth club was was 17. He had an old 65 Volkswagen Bug, and I remember that summer when Undercover came out. We went and saw them at Magic Mountain in the gazebo. They weren't even on a stage. They were in the gazebo when you first walk in doing their thing. And you're talking 83, 82. Uh, And people back then were like, who are these guys? I fell in love with those dudes. It was Gene, um, um, what was his name? Um, Ojo Taylor. Ojo Taylor, yeah. And um, so that was one of the songs. That was a song I love. So when we started writing our own music and getting into our own style, we wrote God Rules. And I took that from, not the riff, but I took the idea from that song, God Rules. And kind of slowed it down, used the still, you know, God rules, how they did it. Mm. And um, so people who knew Undercover got it. They knew what we were doing. And it was awesome. It was, uh, I love doing that song live. Cool. It was great. And that's all frontline family. Yep. Sure was. God rules. <laughs>
All right, so that was God Rules, and He does. I wanted to ask you, um, since we're on that, you know, that you've just signed with Frontline, what happened? Now, all of a sudden, you you got distribution. Yeah. And this distribution's all over the U.S.? Is it in Europe? What's going on? Worldwide. Well, you know, I I laugh. So how does that change your life? What are you doing? It changed everything, because we went from rapping at youth groups to park rallies to all of a sudden now we're, we're open up for bands like Deliverance. Um, we're finding ourselves around DC Talk. Um, we did, we're finding ourselves in, in, in Christian festivals, um, rubbing elbows with the newsboys. Um, I think I told you earlier, I, I was, uh, we, we did Sunshine Festival in 1992. Oh, yes. And um, they, they flew us, they flew 12 Tribe, Deliverance, no, 12 Tribe, Tourniquet, Immortal. We're on the plane. And you're talking about misfit looking guys. I mean, what you know? We Come we on, don't man. we don't fit the criteria of being what? on TWA. You oh, know? So, okay. You know, so we're flying out there, and I'm 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 thinking to myself, man, this is this is the life. You know, like wow. So you guys we, we, look we, normal to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so when we get out there to we they fly us to Minnesota, and uh, it's about a three hour trip from the airport to the fairgrounds because Wilmer, Minnesota, it was like, I guess, 40 miles this side of Canada. So it's yeah. out there in the sticks. Yeah. So they put all these, all these bands flying to Minnesota. So they put us all on this one uh, um, bus. So, you know, I- I'm looking, there's DC Talk, there's Newsboys, there's uh, um, Disciples of Christ. There's the bands that we're with, um, Christ of Faris there. And um, so I, they, they put me in the front and I'm sitting next to this older guy. So I'm thinking, I'm looking around like, why are you with my guys in the back? Well, like, whatever. So I just sit down. So he was like 40. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, at, the t- <laughs> at the time, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm sitting there and, and he just starts talking to me. Who are you? And I, I tell him the name of our group. And, you know, artist to artist. You can be, oh, yeah, I've heard of you. Yeah, sure. Okay. You know, whatever. You know, yeah. you know how it is. You I've know. heard all your yeah, stuff. Exactly. I love it. So he, he he's telling me, it's like, a, he's telling me all this stuff, like, you know, um, I know you're new at this, but you need to learn the industry. And, you know, and I'm thinking, it's just kind of going over my head. I don't know what he's talking about, but he's telling me, you know, stuff that I know I should know. I know I need to know about, you know, your, your royalties and what your contract says. And, you know, what are you going to do after this? And so I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, man, why is this old man telling me all this stuff? So I, I get out right before we get off the bus, I'm looking at him and I, I just, you know, shook his hand and I go, by the way, what is your name? And he goes, well, they call me, my name is Eddie. And I go, Eddie? He goes, yeah, I'm the lead singer of Eddie, um, um, Eddie DeGarmo, yeah. the DeGarmo and Key Band. Oh, wow. Okay. So then I get it because I, you know, I remember listening to his music and it just kind of like, it, it kind of stunned me that this guy is telling me this whole industry, what I need to know. So it, it just, um, you know, there was these type of people that came along in, in, in our way that would always encourage us, always give us a good word. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome, you know, just learning the business you know learning you know the the to do's and the what not to do's mm-hmm. you know um what contracts meant and just like the world no one ever signs a great contract you know and the gospel scene tell me one gospel artist that saying signed a great contract you yeah. know it's like you're always talking about your royalties and i'm owed this i'm owed that but when you're a kid you don't care about that all you care yeah. about is just getting on the mic and you know yeah, doing right. what you're doing you know, mm-hmm. but it's like I said, I always go back to that because if it wasn't for that contract, you know, the name in the industry wouldn't be who we are today. Yeah. You know, you, you could, you could have saved your millions of dollars just to have this name today means everything. Mm-hmm. It means everything 
because it's that name is why God opens up these big doors. And, you know, we yeah. still get people, oh, I remember you guys. Yeah, come on through. You right, know, oh, right. yeah, let's do this. You know, and it's, you know, it's everything to me. It's everything to us. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no record deal. Nobody knows who you are. And exactly. That's why, well, I mean, I think that's why a lot of labels, especially secular labels, really did take advantage of a lot oh, of yeah. great groups. I mean, Sly and the Family Stone, those guys, you know, living in their van and stuff. Oh, yeah. After all that money that they made. And oh, yeah. Because they knew, listen, you know, we've got all these bands we can choose from. So mm-hmm. why don't you sign under our terms that's and right. all that? Things have changed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but now there's like really no record companies, hardly. Well, you know, you figure it's been, what, about 20 years now? You, do you really need to sign a record label? No. You know, it's like everything's social. You just need Frontline Records Rewind. That's it. And That's let's it. Let's go with it. Let's you do know it. What I'm saying? Let's do it. You know, but I mean, back then, you know, when you talk about, you know, we talk about worldwide, we, we would, I would answer fan mail from Europe, Germany, Australia. You Doesn't know, that blow your yeah, mind? Yeah, it was. It was just going. Wait a minute. I know where yeah. I where I wrote this exactly. thing. I, exactly. I put this stuff together, yep. and these people yeah, know I'm it. I'm getting over here. You know, we're getting fan mail all over the world, yeah. and you know, and, and this and this is a testament to it. And, and I, I'm not. I'm kind of jumping, but I want to talk about this. Is this is crazy? Um, we just did a road trip about a month and a half ago, and uh, we went to um, all through the Southwest. Ended up in in El Paso, Texas, and in Juarez, Mexico, mm-hmm. and. Um, one of the guys who brought us out there from El Paso, um, he has a group, and um, we had just social media, put it out there, hey, we're coming to your guys' town, would mm-hmm. you be interested? So he jumped on it, you know, a fan, yeah, a oh, fan, yeah, yeah. you know, but also has, you know, into, into the hip-hop scene, and so here we are, I'm meeting these guys for the first time, we cross the border, we're in Juarez, Mexico, we're in the heart, I mean, you're talking just thousands of people around us commerce going everywhere and half the people speak english other speak spanish so we had just done what we were doing there's a couple groups there god came down the holy spirit came down it was powerful mm-hmm. we're praying for people we're up there rapping under a gazebo and bands are praying for people right there you know picture this in the in the heart wow. of mexico wow so one of the rappers says hey um we're gonna do a freestyle right now so i'm like I'm kind of like, you know, I'm distracted watching around, looking at other people, and they throw the beat on, so he kind of like nudges me, so I grab the microphone, and I look at I look at all these rappers that are there, and I say, I'm going to give you an old school beat right here. I'm going to give you old school, so I started reciting Knowledge of the Tree of Life. So the first part of A bars is my verse, the second part was my original partner's verse. So I do it, and I'm looking at these guys. The guy who brought us out, the promoter, grabs the mic and recites my partner's verse verbatim. Ah. Never practiced it, never done it for the first time. The guy who was with us, C-Flow, said, hey, did you guys rehearse that? Uh-huh. And to me, after it was all said and done, I looked at the guy and I'm thinking, this is why we do what we do. Yeah. This is why I'm so proud of being a part of that label. Yeah, yeah. You know, because of that. And the, the, the guy to this day was like, man, you know, he's, he's talking about lyrics that we wrote and why did you write this and tell me about this and... You're talking songs that came out 20-something years ago mm-hmm. that people still remember, still want, you know, why? Why, yeah. why behind the what? You know, the know. thing, David, that's cool about what you do mm-hmm. and even what some of the metal bands and the groups from front, all the groups from yeah. Frontline, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, that's and right. forever. The message of the gospel is always current. That's it's right. always new. And here it is years later, yeah. and you're still fresh. Yeah. That's right. You know, you're still happening. So 
But you know, and to, I'll end on this. What to me, I think with with my guys, I think the most powerful thing about this this road trip that we did was, here I am. I was 15 years old when I when I got into ministry, and Chewy's son Eli, who's 16, my son little David, who's 15, was on the road trip with us and is now starting to rap. Got to have the opportunity. I'm up there on stage rapping with my son mm-hmm. at the same age that he, I was when, mm-hmm. while he's doing it. It's awesome. like how, how the cycle has just kind of come around and how yeah. God has just picked up the mantle on today's kids. And it's powerful. You know, it, yeah. it, it's very, it was very emotional for me to be on the stage with my son you know, for the first time. I would imagine. You know, to do his backups and his yeah. vocals. And it was, it was awesome. It was powerful. It was powerful. My style is wild. In fact, it's versatile. Save your life in front of strife. Like Moses in the Nile. Sink it to your heart. Never coming back vain. Your flesh starts to twitch at the chill that numbs your brain. Bored, I'm not happy in any spot. Though my surroundings are nasty, they'll come on top. You see, battles I have many, and many are to come. I smile, conquer like Psalms 27.1. I battle not against flesh. And my cuts, they show no blood. My scars are deep but healed by the dove. I war against serpents and principalities. You don't understand I have the cure for disease. My style is wild, the fact it's versatile Save your life in front of strife, like Moses in the Nile Sink into your heart, never coming back vain Your flesh starts to twitch, and the chill that numbs your brain Bored, I'm not happy in any spot Though my surroundings are nasty, I'll come on top Battles I have many, and many are to come I smile, conquer like Psalms 27-1 I battle not against flesh And my cuts, they show no blood My scars are deep, but healed by the dove I war against spirits and principalities You don't understand, I have the cure for disease Like a scientist, find a cure for a sickness No fight within his life, man, who's put together Hoping each outcome, it looks better When he finds the remedy, the discovery Whoever has a sickness is now free But I have the cure and it's pure, the blood of the lamb And it's slammed, Jesus Christ is who I'm talking about BAM! Yo, where we going now? Back to the lab Knowledge is the tree of life. Here we go again. Knowledge is the trademark in the rap scene. Most rappers work hard to earn a degree. I bring a knowledge of a different kind. Knowledge of the Lord, not of the mind. Wisdom is the tree of life. For those who eat the fruit know how to deal with strife. Blessed is the man who knows wrong from right. Who uses right judgment and common sense. Happier than the man who's immensely rich. You see, the knowledge of the Lord is more than money or wealth. Yo. Hang it on the shelf So in everything you do, put God first You'll never feel hungry, you'll never thirst So when you chill with your friends and your topic is the band Project yourself as a crazy man Do without thinking, not using wisdom Following a crowd, I disagree with Bring yourself a Christian first, now fit Don't let it slip away at a feather in your hat 
a graduate of the Bible, the angels clap, but that's not where it ends, don't be satisfied with what you have, dig in the Bible, begin to grab, so remember, knowledge is the tree of life, so open it, take a bite, to those who listen, for a Christian, you want a chunk, yourself, get the message, wisdom calls aloud in the streets, she raises her voice in the public squares, at the head of the noisy streets, she cries out, in the gateways to the city, she makes her speech. How long, how long will you simple ones love your simple ways? How long will you mockers delight in mockery? And fools, you fools that hate knowledge. At FrontlineRecords.us, we have all kinds of goodies. Artist bios, links to all the music, and a free music offering when you sign up for the newsletter. Check it out, frontlinerecords.us. I would always laugh inside. I remember when we were making um, Living in Babylon. It was our second record. Love the title. And um, I'll never forget talking to my original partner saying, how did this happen? I'm 22 years old. We just got a record deal a year ago. We're making our second record. I'm able to take time off my job and we're living in the studio making an album and getting paid to do that. Uh-huh. It was like, how did, you know, how did this happen? You know, it's like, it was, I started at 15 by 2021, I had my first record deal. And, but you know, you, you think as a kid, I've made it, you know, I'm here, uh-huh. but you, you think, wow, you know, like if, if you would know now what you knew, you know, or, or vice versa, if I knew all the stuff that was going to happen years later, things would change. But you know what? Um, God has a funny way of, of just kind of humbling you mm-hmm. and, and, and making you realize that it's not easy. It's work. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's work when, when, when you're, when you're writing your, your music and, you know, the themes and the titles and, and, and the context and, and really the audience that you're trying to, to go after. Um, you know, because at the time rap was just, it was so new. It was so raw. It was so untouched. And even in, in, in the radio sense, um, people didn't know how to accept it at the time because, you know, in the world, you know, hip hop is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's from the heart, you know, it's from yeah. the streets. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it's not clean. You know, it's, it has to be dirty. Yeah. You know, you have to talk about what's going on. So you'd have the radio come and give you the radio edits and got to give me the clean version. And so think about on the gospel side, you know, oh, yeah. what are you going to talk about? You know, what, what are you going to rap about? You know, to try to reach these kids in the streets. And, and really it's, it's more, it's powerful than that because it's what God manifests through you to reach those kids on the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go out there and, and they know kids today, especially today, they know what's real. Mm-hmm. They know it's fake. Yeah. They're not going to listen to you. If, if they know you're, you're, you know, you're just trying to come with just the business or just something stupid, they're going to know that. Yeah. You know? So, but um, it, it's, it, it's amazing. And, and I, I say 1990s when we got signed, it's 2016. So I've been doing this for 31 years, mm-hmm. you know? No, no, I'm sorry. 85 is when I started. Oh. I got my record deal in, 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 two, in 1990. So from 85 till now, I've been doing this for 31 years. And you're still fresh. Still doing it, yeah. (laughs) This song, Black Highways, um, I wrote it. It was um, a real personal song that I wrote. Um, Talks about just, um, the Bible speaks about um, God saying, if you're lukewarm, he'd spit you out of his mouth. You know, in other words, saying he'd rather you be one way or the other, not be lukewarm. And um, when I wrote this song, you know, it's just stuff that I grew up, 
you know, feeling at times like, am I really a Christian? Do I really want to do this? Um, where's my Where's my calling? You know, because sometimes you just get so caught up in just the title of, you know, what you're doing at the time, the title of being a founder of, of, of a ministry, mm-hmm. a group. And at times I, I would catch myself kind of teetering on that fence of, do I really want to do this? So instead of saying, calling a song lukewarm, I called it Black Highways, talking about, you know, as Christians, sometimes we go on that black highway and we don't know where we're going. We know we're just going somewhere. And it was, you know, it, it's, it's a dark, it has a dark overtone to it. And, um, but just talking about that lukewarm, that's basically what it's talking about. If, if, if you're lukewarm, God's going to spit you out. And so um, when, I, when I wrote that, it, um, it's still to this day, sometimes when I hear it, it um, it's a testament. You know, I, I love listening to it. It's, um, it's, it speaks to myself. Well, here it is. Black, Black Highways. As I progress through the halls of life, the filth of the soup begin to rot in my eyesight. I gotta tiptoe around embankments. There's glass all over, thorns and rock beds. The road is dark and gloomy, wet and putrid. The stench of a dead body, but shelter was my mind in the cavern. My stroll was steady, exploring on a pattern up ahead. On the side, a peasant in the den, typifying man in vain sin. The opposite side, it portrayed a rich, charismatic man in grace. Of existence, hesitant to see what's in this, but I commence like a stray on my way, wondering the black highway. There's a warm in the night, it's warm in the day. Another soul added to the black highway. Is it warm in the night? It's warm in the day. Another soul added to the black highway. Is it warm in the night? It's warm in the day. Another soul living in the black highway. Selecting my road in the middle, developed by the snares of life. I feel little taking in the onslaught. Kinda right the situation as I flee from the havoc I'm secure where I'm at Though the road is dirty, filthy and black Confined in the cold halls My opponents contend to not So I begin to crawl In the distance, the pathways I grip lock I'm dwelling in my own cave The choice, spewing through like ooze Confused as a Christ or the devil's brew Instead I shine I don't pick the dark side nor choose the light Selection has been made in the neutral zone To both I'm a friend, not a foe So I sustain the maze On my way into the black highway Is it warm in the night? It's warm in the day Another soul added to the black highway Is it warm in the night? It's warm in the day Another soul living in the black highway Is it warm in the night? It's warm in the day Another soul living in the black highway Rapidly, I flee in fear, so I speed the tempo in the fast lane. 
the enemies in back, expanding like a flame, gasping for air and ever not to stumble. In the horizon, there's light in the tunnel. I jump over trials in front. The holes begin to swell. It becomes a stunt. I'm dodging arrows and spears from the shoulder. I look over. Here comes a slow foot boulder. The floor begins to shake and the walls collapse. I'm being sucked in. The world be wrapped. Death coming down like debris to the ground. Reinforcements accompanied to drown. It appears I'm six feet under. But still breath, I breathe through the clutter. I lunge for the rope of grace. I struggle to climb, I see my Lord's face. A stretch hand, I grab, now I'm being pulled to save child. No longer the devil's tool. I look back, the path I live was vain. Lukewarm, the black highways. Well, David, wow. I mean, there was some great, great stories in there, yeah, some great yeah. music. Uh, that that's the end of part one. Yeah, and in part two, is it, it's really exciting because we've got some new, yes, current, yes, twelfth tribe members. Yes, and we're, you're going to tell us about them. Yeah. And you're going to we're going to hear from them. And we, I, I have a, I have a, a cast of brothers that are are in the ministry now that um, I believe are going to be with the tribe until you know the streets say until you die, ride or die. Um, you know, these are guys that have been called to ministry, but most of all, they've been called to do God's work, yeah. you know, and, and the foundation of, of where the next chapter is, this is where it's going. Well, I told you, you know, this, this unity with these yeah. brothers is yeah. special. Yeah. It's, God's in the center of it. So look forward to hearing part two with 12th Amen. Tribe. Amen. Frontline Records Rewind. Frontline Records Rewind.